0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: your transformation station, and this is Every Man Standing in His Place with Pastor Kevin Park for this Friday, November the 25th. My brothers and sisters, please give your full attention to our guest speaker of the hour and your host, Pastor Kevin Park.
2: Good evening. Good evening, everyone. God bless. God bless everyone. Oh, it is such an honor and a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, Pastor Cook. Um, Before we begin anything, I'd like to open up with prayer. Dear Lord our Heavenly Father, you have gathered here this evening, my Father, to, to touch and agree across the airways, my Father. Lord, my Father, we ask that you just use your Holy Spirit to connect all of us, to touch all of us, my Father, to lead and guide all of us, my Father, to cover us with your blood, my Father, to shower us with your love, my Father, to let your Holy Spirit bind us all together, my Father. Oh, dear Lord, my Father, we ask that you just allow the listening audience, my Father, to open up their minds, my Father, that they may comprehend and understand you, my Father, a little better than what they have in the past, my Father. Lord, my Father, we ask you to just open up their eyes that they may see, my Father, the ears that they may hear you if they haven't heard you before, my Father, that they will be connected to you, my Father. Touch their hearts, my Father. Give them a heart of flesh and not a callous heart, my Father. Plant their feet on solid ground, my Father. Take them, my Father, and transform them, my Father. Father, let your light so shine in them that others will see your light in them, Lord. My heavenly Father, we ask that you let the me decrease and the you
0: increase.
2: Oh, dear Lord, dear Lord, dear Lord, my Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, Amen. <coughs> For those of you who are familiar with me and for those of you who are just learning me and for those of you who are not familiar with me, I always um, suggest that you have something to write with and to write on one. Um, the reason being is that as I go through the the message that is going to be delivered to you, there are scriptures that are um, used as reference points in the, the message itself. So I always invite you and encourage you to write those scriptures down so that during the week or uh, or sometime within the near future, you go back and you, and you read those scriptures and, and judge for yourself. Because I always tell you, don't believe what I'm saying, but believe what the Bible is saying. So I I want you to to be with me, and I want you to be on the same page as I'm on, and I want you to understand, and I want you to see it for yourself. So if you don't have something to write with and to write on, take a few minutes and and, and get that um, so that you are able – To um, stay with me because a lot of times, because of time constraints, we have to move uh, quickly and there's not enough time to go back and to really dive into um, every little aspect of the message. So take a few minutes, get something to write with and to write on. Now, (laughs) excuse me, there comes a time where sometimes you have to preach. Sometimes you have to teach Sometimes you have to Preach teach And sometimes you have to teach preach In today's Message We are going to teach And preach a little If it is the will of God So there is a lot of Information here That I would like to Get through with you all as groundwork for where I am going with this entire message. Now, I can tell you um, right off the bat that there were eight different points that I would like to go into as far as this message is concerned. Now, I, I seriously doubt, and That We will get through all eight of them today In fact, I know we won't Um, But this is the groundwork This lays the groundwork So I want to take my time with this And I want to go through this with you So that you can understand um, And your eyes will be open Your ears will be open And your mind will be open as well So with an open mind is how I want you to be this evening As we teach Preach <clears throat> My scripture Is coming out Of 2nd Chronicles Chapter 17 Verse 14 2nd Chronicles Chapter 7 Verse 14 And it reads thusly If My people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and shake my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their lame. Now, this is one of the most popular scriptures. In the Bible And it is so Applicable In times of today There are so many people Hurting today Behind The situations of This country Today Whatever category Group ethnic, Ethnic ethnicity, or race you may be. There are people seriously hurting today. Let's take a closer look at the scripture to understand what God is saying to Israel, his people. So, the eight points that we want to look at to understand the scripture is one, who are the people who are called by his name? Who is God talking to specifically? What people are they? The second point is what does it really mean
0: <clears throat>
2: to humble Oneself What's it mean I really want you to think about these As I'm telling you these Number three How do we pray Do we pray a selfish prayer How How do we pray What's the right way to pray Number four Where can I seek his face is he in politics? Is he in the government? Is he in the
3: television?
2: Come on, brother. Is he in the church?
3: My mom, my mom, my mom. Where
2: can I see kids' face? Number five, turn from your wicked ways. Now, that needs no explanation. Stop sinning. And turn to God. Number six. How will I hear from heaven? Will it be the sounds of bells? Like on Miracle in the 34th Street? Supposedly, every time that somebody died and got their wings, a bell sounded? Is it going to be thunder and lightning? Think about it. How? Will I hear from heaven? The seventh point is the forgiving of sins. And the last point is healing the lamb. <clears throat> now, before I, I, I go any further, I, I have to do. I I guess a, a sort of disclaimer because I don't want to offend anyone about what I am going to say, but what I am going to say is the absolute truth as I see it. So I don't want to insult any race, any ethnicity, any group but I want you to have an open mind. I want you to be open to what I am about to tell you. This is extremely important. This is the groundwork that we need to understand that has just been brushed over or skated over or Skirted over that people never get. So people never understand who God is talking to in our scripture. If my people. Who are these people? Are they the people of Israel? Who are they? The first thing we need to do is we need to understand just who God's people are. Who is God talking to? Is it the Jews or the Gentiles? Well, God is speaking to the 12 tribes of Israel from the 12 sons of Jacob, whose name God changed to Israel. Whom he called his people. Now remember the scripture. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal the land. So this is who God is talking to. Now, we, we can look at Moses when he went to Pharaoh, telling him that the Israelites were God's chosen people. We can look at Exodus, the fourth chapter of Exodus, chapter 22. Then you shall say to Pharaoh, thus says the Lord, Israel is my firstborn son. And I say to you, let My people, go that they may serve me. We can see that it is clear who the 12 tribes of Israel were in Egypt, the offsprings of Jacob, his 12 sons. But who are the 12 tribes of Israel today? Who are the true Israelites today? As time will it, the 12 tribes were scattered to the four corners of the earth fleeing persecution because they were not obedient to the commandments of God. So if we look at Deuteronomy 28, verse 64, and we're going to stay in Deuteronomy for a while. But right now, Deuteronomy 28, verse 64, it says, And the Lord will scatter you among all peoples, from one end of the earth to the other. And there you shall serve other gods of wood and stone, which neither you nor your fathers have known. Now, as an overview... According to the Bible The Israelites were descendants of the sons of Jacob Who was later known as Israel In the biblical narrative The sons of Jacob all migrate to Egypt Where one of them, Joseph Had become the prime minister They remained there for 40 years During which time they multiplied to become the 12 tribes of Israel, or better yet, the 12 nations of Israel. Together, they leave Egypt under the leadership of Moses during the Exodus. The tribe of Levi is set apart during this time as a priestly class to assist the sons of a high priest, Aaron, and attend the tabernacle with the Israelites, which carried out throughout the wilderness. After 40 years in the wilderness, the Israelites finally reached Canaan and conquered it. The tribe of Joseph was divided into two halves, of Benjamin, and the other, Manasseh. And the tribe of Levi, rather than possessing its own territory, served as a priestly group group scattered in towns belonging to the other Israelite tribes. So, stay with me. Strictly speaking, therefore, there were actually 13 tribes, but only 12 tribal areas. When the tribes are listed in reference to the receipt of the land, as well as their encampments during the 40 years of wandering in the desert, the tribe of Joseph is replaced by the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh, or Benjamin and Manasseh while the tribe of Levi disappears from the list altogether, because you always speak of the 12 tribes and forget the Levites. Now, the final chapters in the book of Numbers and the entire book of Joshua describes the initial conquest of Canaan by the Israelites under the leadership of it. first of Moses and then Joshua. The Book of Judges describes the Israelites' struggle to establish a national foundation as they face military oppression by the native peoples, temptation from Canaanite religious practices, and war amongst themselves. The prophet Samuel emerges at the end of the period of Judges and anoints the Benjaminite Saul as the first king of Israel. Soon, however, God rejects Saul and Samuel anoints David, who leads a band of Judite outlaws that ally themselves with the Philistines until Saul's death. Through a long civil war with Saul's son, David eventually becomes the second king of Israel. But he faces several rebellions in which the northern tribes and even elements of Judah rejected his leadership. David's son Solomon succeeded in creating a more truly united kingship, although the northern tribes bristled under the heavy taxation and forced labor from building projects in the capital of Jerusalem. Now, after Solomon's death, a labor dispute occurs and the loss of ten northern tribes by Solomon's son, Rehoboam. Therefore, the northern tribes are known as Israel, while the southern two kingdoms are known as Judah. So you have a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. They're all Israelites, but the ten northern kingdoms are known as Israel, and the two southern kingdoms are known as Judah. All right. In 17, well, 722 BC, the Assyrians conquered the northern kingdom of Israel destroyed this capital of Samaria, and sent many Israelites into exile and captivity. In 607 BC, the kingdom of Judah was conquered by Babylon. The leading Judeans were deported to Babylon and its envisions in, in of several stages. Some 70 years later, Cyrus the Great of Persia, who had recently conquered Babylon, allowed the Jews to return to Jerusalem in 537 B.C. and rebuild the temple. Now, in 66 AD, the Jews were scattered after a rebellion against Rome. And ended in which ended in the destruction of the temple and the expulsion of the vast majority of Jews from its capital. A further rebellion in the second century under the Messianic leader Bar Kappa led to a near complete destruction. While some Jews remained in Palestine, many moved east. To the cities of the Eastern Roman Empire, west to Alexander and Africa, and north into Asia Minor and southeastern Europe, eventually making their way to northern and eastern Europe and the United States. So now you see the Jews are being scattered throughout all of the four corners of the earth, north, south, east, and west. The existence of a group known as Israel in Canaan is confirmed by a steel, which is a rock that has been etched etched into, was left by the Egyptian ruler, Manapath, who reigned 1213 to 1203 B.C. This is the first historical reference to Israelites outside of the Bible. So, now you know, we have some people who, to this day, do not believe the Bible. <clears throat> so now I'm giving you some historical information from actually the Library of Alexandria, which coincides with the Bible or backs the Bible up. All right, let me move on. Monekartas boasts of having devastated Israel and several other peoples in Canaan at the time when most scholars believe the exodus had not yet occurred. So now we're looking at the Israelites before their exodus from Egypt. Accordingly, A prevalent theory has emerged that many proto-Israelites did not come from Egypt but must have lived in an area of Canaan and later joined the emerging Israelite federation at a later date. According to this theory, now, a theory, because I'm out of the Bible right now, a theory is an idea. It is not necessarily a fact. It's an idea. According to this theory... The late comers will adopt people of Israelite national origin stories in a similar manner to the way more recent American immigrants identify with the story of the British colonists coming to the New World in search of freedom and prosperity.
3: Now a, a
2: number of theories have been put forth regarding the identity of the Israelites and the process by which the Israelites became a nation. The tribe of Joseph, leader Ephraim and is often identified as a group which did spend time in Egypt and later came to Canaan. The Israel, referred to in the Manapath, I cannot pronounce this, this name, Manapath still, whether etching or the rock or the monolith, um, May be of uh, Bedouin like wanderers known elsewhere as Shasu, who, according to archaeological records, for the first group leaving evidence of worship of the Israelite God Yahweh. Shasu, remember that. S H A S U. Other known groups. That may have been known later as Israelites Include the Hikas and the Aparu. The Hikash were a large population of Semitic people Now Semitic we mean from Shem Shem's blood Who for a time ruled Egypt But were driven north to the region of Amos In the 16th century now, the um, Aperu, also called the Habiru, constituted groups of nomadic raiders who sometimes attacked and occasionally conquered Canaanite towns in the period roughly equivalent to the period of the Israelites' conquest of Canaan up until the reign of David. Now, remember when they conquered Canaan, that was when Moses they crossed the, the, the Promised Land, and they conquered the Canaanites that were in the land. The Bible or the biblical story of the conquest of Canaan may represent the memories of Aperu victories written down several centuries after the fact and filtered through the religious viewpoint of that later time. One theory holds that Davis himself was the last and greatest of the Aperu bandit leaders. Now, the book of Judges describes the Israelite tribes as a very distinct from one another, often lived in peace with their Canaanite neighbors, and sometimes warring against each other. In Judges' first chapter, the non-Israelite clan, known as the the Canaanites, joined the tribe of Judah, Early in the book of Joshua 9, the Gibeonites and the Hathites clan clearly made peace with the Israelites and became their vassals. Another example of adoption may be seen as the Perizzites, who were usually named as a Canaanite tribe. And that's in Genesis 3, 8, and also 15, 9. But in Numbers 26.20, they are identified as part of a lineage and tribe of Judah through his son Perez. The Bible affirms that several Canaanite tribes were never conquered but continue to live among the Israelites to this day. Moreover, neighboring people such as the Moabites and the Edomites are called brothers to the Israelites and are allowed to intermarry with them, becoming fully part of the Hebrew congregation after three generations, which was their practice and their law. Finally, the Israelites were allowed to take wives from among the people whom they conquered. Some modern religions maintain that their followers are Israelites or Jews Although the meaning of these claims Differ wildly In some cases The claim is spiritual Such as Jews or Gentiles But in other cases Groups believe themselves To be actual physical descendants Of the Israelites In addition there are a number Of anti-Semitic groups Who claim that they alone Are the true Israelites Or the Jews are evil Impostors The largest group Containing or claiming Spiritual Israelite status Is Christianity This viewpoint Is based on New Testament teachings Such as through the gospel The Gentiles are heirs Together with Israel. So now we're, we're talking lineage now. We're not talking, you know, Jews and Gentiles. We're talking lineage who are God's chosen people. You can find that in Ephesians 3 6. And it is not the natural children who are God's children, but it is the children of the promise who are regarded. As Abraham's offspring. Romans 9, 8. Jesus himself is quoted in the Gospel as saying to the Jews who opposed him, I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruits. And that's in Matthew 21, 43. Now the Samaritans are a group claiming physical descent from the Israelites. Like the Jews, the Samaritans accept the five books of the Torah and the book of Joshua, but they reject the latter Jewish writers, as well as the latter Israel prophets, kings, and priesthood. They regard themselves as descendants primarily of the tribe of Ephraim and Manasseh. Recent Genetic surveys suggest that their claim to lineage descent from the Israelites may indeed be valid. So now we, look, we find that the Sumerians have the Israelites' heritage in their bloodline. <clears throat> the Karatek Judaism includes people who once were accepted as regular Jews during the Talmudic period, yet rejected Judaism's emerging tradition of all law. There are approximately 50,000 adherents of Karaite Judaism, most of whom reside in Israel. Some com- communities of the Karaites are also present in Eastern Europe. Rastafarians believe that the black races are the two children of Israel or the Israelites. A number of other black Israelite movements also exist. The African Hebrew Israelites of Jerusalem, known in Israel as the black Hebrew, is a small spiritual group whose members believe that they were descended from the ten lost tribes of Israel. Most members live in their own communities of Dimona, Israel. A number of other groups claim to be the only two Israelites and condemn the Jews as imposters to that status. So what are they saying? The people in Israel are imposters for the most part. So my question, where are these people in times of today? What group or race of people are they? We know that these people have a covenant with God as found in Deuteronomy twenty-eight one through fourteen. Because it says, And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord our God, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. If you obey the voice of the Lord your God, blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall you shall be the fruit of your womb, and the fruit of your ground, and the fruit of your cattle, the increase of your herbs, Herds and the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowls. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before you. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your bonds and in all that you undertake. And he will bless you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a people holy to himself. As he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandment of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, and all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by my name, the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you, and the Lord will make you abound in
0: prosperity.
2: In the fruit of your womb and in the fruit of your livestock and in the fruit on your ground, within the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give you, the Lord will open to you his good treasury, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hands. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you shall only go up and not down. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, being careful to do them, and if you do not turn aside from any of these words that I command you today to the right or to the left, To go after other gods to serve them. Now this is what the Lord our God commanded His chosen people, that they may follow and serve only Him and no other gods or idols. This is the blessing of God for His chosen people. This is God's promise, a contract with his people, if you will, a covenant, if they follow his commandments, if they do not follow his commandments, then a curse will be upon the people chosen by God. So now, bear in mind, we are trying to identify who these people are. In times of today 2016 Who are they? Let's go back to Deuteronomy Start at verse 15 But if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God Or be careful to do all his commandments And his statutes that I command you today Then all these curses shall come upon you And overtake you Cursed shall you be in the city, and curse shall you be in the field. Curse shall you be in your basket and your kneading bowl. Curse shall be the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your ground, the increase of your herd and the young of your flock. Curse shall you be when you come in, and curse shall you be when you go out. The Lord will send on you curses, confusion. And frustration in all that you undertake to do until you are destroyed and perish quickly on the account of the evil of your deeds because you have forsaken me. The Lord will make the pestilence stick to you until it has consumed you off the land that you are entering to take possession of. The Lord will strike you with. Washing disease or wasting disease And with fever Inflammation and fiery heat And with drought And with blight And with mildew They shall pursue you Until you perish Now consumption comes from the word Emancipation This means To be very skinny Likely from a distance And or starvation Look at some of the Israelites in Africa, and you can see this. The top sickness and diseases among blacks is HIV, AIDS, diabetes, asthma, scoliosis, lung cancer, stroke, high blood pressure, and cancer. Blacks are the highest in sexually transmitted diseases with chlamydia, which among other things, inflammation, gonorrhea, which is a burning in men and inflammation in women, syphilis, sore on gentles or mouth and anus. Beginning back to the scripture, and the heavens over your head shall be bronze, And the earth under you shall be iron. This refers to being trapped and transported in cages, as our ancestors were. Bars on top, heaven, and bars at the bottom, earth. The Lord will make the rain of your land powder. From heaven, dust shall come down on you until you are destroyed. The Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You shall go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them. And you shall be a horror to all the kingdoms of the earth. This happened many times before Christ is seen in the, Old, in the Old Testament records. But even after Christ, the children of Israel were scattered throughout the world by their enemies. And your dead body shall be food for all birds of the air and for the beasts of the earth. And there shall be no one to frighten them away. The Lord will strike you with boils of Egypt and with tumors and scabs and itch of which you cannot be healed. The Lord will strike you with madness and blindness and confusion of mind. And you shall grope at noonday as a blind broke in darkness. And you shall not prosper in your ways. And you shall be only oppressed and robbed continually. And there shall be no one to help you. You Shall betroth a wife, but another man shall ravish her. You shall build a house, but you shall not dwell in it. You shall plant a vineyard, but you shall not enjoy its fruits. Now, black men had their wives raped and stolen from them by the white slave masters. They built most of America, in fact, most of this world, yet didn't reap any of the benefits. The wealth they didn't accumulate after freedom was often stolen or destroyed by oppressing nations. Black in Tulsa, Oklahoma, year 1921, there was something known as the Race better known as a Massacre. This was an event where blacks, after slavery, have built their own Wall Street, became very wealthy, and the white people found a way to literally come in and steal all the wealth and kill most of the blacks in those towns. To this day, there's been no justice. Your hearts, Shall be slaughtered before your eyes, but you shall not eat any of it. Your donkey shall be seized before your face, but you shall not, but it shall not be restored to you. Your sheep shall be given to your enemies, but there shall be no one to help you. Again, this is in line with before and after slavery. Every time blacks unified and got ahead financially, they had their wealth stolen from them and has yet to be returned. Your sons and your daughters shall be given to another people while your eyes look on and fail with longing for them all day long. But you shall be helpless. Black families were split up during slavery, and it is still happening today through the systems, quote-unquote. On any particular called – well, one in particular called the prison system, the industrial complex – It's pretty much a system by where black men are given jail time that doesn't fit the crime so that corporations can take advantage of their labor in prison. A nation that you have not known shall eat up the fruit of your ground and all of your labors, and you shall be only oppressed and crushed continually. So that you are driven mad by the sight that your eyes see The Lord will strike you on the knee and on the legs With grievous spoils of which you cannot be healed From the sole of your feet to the crown of your head The Lord will bring you and your king Will be set over you to a nation That neither you nor your fathers have known And there you shall serve other gods of wood and stone. Black Americans serve all kinds of false gods as a result of being rebellious. Away from home and without an identity. A great percentage serve Allah, the moon god, in the nation of Islam. If not that... They pledge to false gods in fraternities and sororities. They practice Judaism, Roman Catholicism, and the gods behind that. And even pagan, Protestant Christianity, which is a deviation of Roman Catholicism. And you shall become a horror. A proverb and a byword among all peoples where the Lord will lead you away. Blacks have truly become a thing of horror. At least that's what the police keep saying every time they gun down unarmed black men. We have become bywords and proverbs. There are so many the in-world jerk sites out there, it's it, It's hilarious. Google it for yourself if you're not awfully, if you're not offended by it or easily offended. Google it. You shall carry much seed into the fruit and shall gather in little, for the locusts shall consume it. You shall plant vineyards and dress them, but you shall neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes, for the worm shall eat them. You shall have olive trees throughout all your territory but you shall not anoint yourself with the oil, for your olives shall drop off. This again, slavery, working on the fields of another nation, white America, who reaps the benefits. Even after slavery, blacks are oppressed and crushed continually, socially and economically. You shall father sons and daughters, but they shall not be yours, for they shall go into captivity. The cricket shall possess all your trees and the fruit of your ground. The sojourner who is among you shall rise higher and higher above you, and you shall come down lower and lower. He shall lend to you, and you shall not lend to him. He shall be the head and you shall be the tail. Asians and Arabs don't live in black communities or black neighborhoods, but many of them have businesses within them in which they extract the majority of the money out. So in reality, they are more prosperous as strangers in black communities than the residents themselves are. For instance, The Asians take over the majority of the hair care retail stores, and the Arabs own and operate a great portion of the gas stations, cell phone, liquor, and check cashing places. European or Asian people are lending to us, but we are not lending to them. As a result of our poor economic state, We only own, and this is so sad, we only own one and one-half percent of the wealth in the United States. One and one-half percent. The majority of us are in debt along with bad credit. Yet we have $1 trillion in spending power. Something just doesn't add up. Perhaps a curse. We truly are the tail and not the head. All these curses shall come upon you and pressure you and overtake you till you are destroyed. Because you did not obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes that he commanded you. They shall be a sign and a wonder against you and your offspring forever, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness and gladness of heart. Because of the abundance of all things, therefore you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you in hunger and thirst, in nakedness and lacking everything. And he will put a yoke of iron on your neck until he has destroyed you. This was slavery once again. A yoke of iron was placed upon each slave's neck. The Lord will bring a nation against you from far away, from the end of the earth, swooping down like the eagle. A nation whose language you do not understand. That nation, as swift as an eagle, sounds like America to me. Isn't that America's symbol? Isn't that symbol of the oh, eagle?
1: Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. A hard
2: faced nation who shall not respect the old or show mercy to the young. It shall eat the offspring of your cattle and the fruit of your ground until you are destroyed. It also shall not leave you grain, wine, or oil, the incense of your herds or the young of your flock, until they have caused you to perish. They shall besiege you in all your towns until your high and fortified walls in which you trusted Come down throughout all your land, and they shall besiege you in all your towns throughout all of your land, which the Lord your God has given you. And you shall eat the fruit of your womb, the flesh of your sons and daughters, whom the Lord your God has given you. The man who is the most tender and refined among you will begrudge food to his brother to the wife he embraces, and to the last of his children whom he has left, so that he will not give to any of them any of the flesh of his children whom he is eating, because he has nothing else left. In seas and in distress that is with your enemies, so distress be in all your towns. The most tender and refined woman among you, who would not venture to set the sole of her foot on the ground because she is so delicate and tender, will begrudge to the husband she embraces to her son and to her daughter, her afterbirth that comes after from between her feet and her children whom she bears, because lacking everything, she will eat them secretly. In seeds and in distress, with which your enemy shall distress you in your paths. If you are not careful to do all the words of the law that are written in this book, that you may fear this glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God, then the Lord will bring on you and your offspring extraordinary afflictions, afflictions, Severe and lasting, and sicknesses grievous and lasting. And he will bring upon you again all the disasters of Egypt of which you were afraid, and they shall cling to you. Every sickness also. And every affliction that is not recorded in the book of this law, the Lord will bring upon you until you are destroyed. Whereas you are numerous as stars of heaven, you shall be left a few in number because you did not obey the voice of the Lord your God. And the Lord took delight in doing you good and multiplying you, So the Lord will take delight in bringing ruin upon you and destroying you. And you shall be plucked off the land that you are entering to take possession of. And the Lord will scatter you among all peoples, from one end of the earth to the other. And there you shall serve other gods of wood and stone, which neither you nor your fathers have known. And among these shall be no reprise, and there shall be no resting place for the sole of your foot. But the Lord will give you there a trembling heart and failing eyes and a languishing soul. Once again, blacks were shipped all over the globe throughout the transatlantic slave trade. Blacks, back then and now, no, no ease. It's hard for us economically and socially anywhere we go in life. Now I want to mention that the word scatter is used in the, uh, by the Lord many times. This not only means the nation would be, wouldn't be collected in one place, but also that there would be a lack of unity Among us It's hard to get blacks to unify Because of these curses You ever wonder why black people can't unify I Always use the expression be Like crabs in a basket Once you get to the top They're going to pull you down Obviously There are many blacks in America And across the globe doing pretty well But there seems to be a limit on their success a glass ceiling that can't be penetrated. They can only own so much and obtain so much power. Below them is a great majority of their brothers and sisters living in poverty, homelessness, or from paycheck to paycheck, whether they receive high or low wages. Because Of the state of the black man and family as a whole. I have to conclude that these curses show us to be the true people of Israel. No other people or group is at the bottom like us and certainly not the people in the state of Israel who claim to be Jews. The bottom line is this. The majority of Israel continues to sin and therefore doesn't have the blessing of God. They have not taught their children the ways of God, and so they continue to do the same thing. The blessing of God can also be seen as a shield from all the unfortunate circumstances of the sinful world and the demonic forces that wait to destroy souls through the open door of sin. When certain Israelites walk in righteously, they're blessed and protected from the evils of this sinful world. But why do blacks seem to be hit with the worst Of the curse What I mean is When black folks fall into sin They tend to fall hard Actually Black folks are in an even worse condition Than doing this civil rights movement Is this because black people sin more than other nations do?
3: No, not necessarily
2: the answer to this is found in chapters, the same chapter, verses 58 and 59, Deuteronomy 28. Your life shall hang in doubt before you. Night and day you shall be in dread and have no assurance of your life. In the morning you shall say, if only it were evening. And at the evening you shall say, if only it were morning, because of the dread that your heart shall feel, and the sight that your eyes shall see, and the Lord will bring you back in ships to Egypt. Now, I need to explain that word Egypt, because when people read this, they misinterpret this, and they misunderstand it. They think that they're literally going back in ships to Egypt. If you look at Egypt's location, it, you're not going to get a ship over there in Egypt. It's got to be by land. They got a, I got a river, but you don't want to get ships up in there. So, but the word Egypt itself simply means bondage. That's what it means. It means bondage. So now the ships to Egypt is the ships from Africa to the Caribbean, to South America, to Central America, to America and to Jordan. Those were the ships to Egypt, ships to bondage. A journey that I promise you should never make again, and there you shall offer yourselves for sale to your enemies as male and female slaves, but there will be no life. If you're not careful to do all the words of this law that are written in this book, that you may fear this glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God, then the Lord will bring on you and your offspring extraordinary affliction affliction severe and lasting, sickness, grievous and lasting. And he will bring upon you all the diseases of Egypt, of which you are afraid, and they shall cling to you. Every sickness also to every affliction that is not recorded in this book of the law, the Lord will bring upon you until you are destroyed. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to suggest that the intent. Of the curse is compounded each generation. So, for each generation who practices the same sin, the consequences are even worse. For example, grandma practices witchcraft, the curse earns her eight demons two miscarriages, and bitterness, and forgiveness. Her great-granddaughter, due due to a hatred of men and fatherlessness, decides to use witchcraft to cope. Mm. The curse earns her 32 demons, bitterness and forgiveness, and an inability to produce children. That's that's, just an example of how the curse is compounded generation after generation after generation for the same sin. But it can be the reason why some of us are so in bondage to sin. Sin is really not good for black people. The consequences are compounded each time. As a chosen, As a chosen people... We're held to a higher standard. We are under a covenant with God, and when we break it, we experience the consequences. He didn't make a covenant with the Edomites, or the Egyptians, or the Babylonians, or etc. 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 Therefore, other nations don't get spanked. As hard as God's own people. Some say the curses and blessings apply to born-again people of God as well as whether or not they are Israelites. That, I don't know. But at the end of the day, repentance will clear up all of this mess. One thing we must look at in order to identify God's chosen people is what group of people follow this description. If you look at Revelations 2-9, Revelations 2 nine, second 2nd chapter, 9th verse. I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich. And the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not But are a synagogue of Satan God's people can certainly be identified by the curses Now, I want to talk about this synagogue of Satan Because if you look at Israel You look at their flag They've got a six-pointed star on their flag That they call The Star of David There's no such thing As the Star of David It's found nowhere In the Bible The closest thing That they may have gotten to That was uh, Solomon When he um, started practicing uh, a, a witchcraft uh, Behind his one of his wives um, used, uh, used that symbol But if you look at it, it's a satanic star, a pentagon for Satan. Why would you want to have a satanic symbol as your nation's flag that you claim to be God's chosen people? Does that make sense to you? I want you to have open mind, people, and I want you to really think about what I'm, what I'm saying to you. Uh, And I want you to digest this. I don't know about you, but I don't want you know some kind of satanic symbol as my flag if I claim to be God's chosen people. My lord, that makes me look like I'm a fake Jew. My lord, that's just what Jesus talked about. People claiming to be Jews and they're not. Here Revelation I'm gonna read this again, Revelation 29. I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich. And the slander of those who say that they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Now God's people can certainly be identified by the curse is also found in Leviticus twenty-six, verses fourteen to forty-eight. But if you will not listen to me and will not do all my commandments, if you spurn my statutes and if your soul anchors my rules so that you will not do all my commandments, but break my covenant, then I will do this to you. I will visit you with panic and with wasting disease and fever and consume your eyes and make your heart And you shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. I will set my face against you, and you shall be struck down before your enemies. Those who hate you shall rule over you, and you shall flee where none pursues you. Now that's terror. That's fear. And if in spite of this, you will not listen to me, then I will discipline you again sevenfold of your sins. And I will break the pride of your power. Now let's just talk about that, how it's compounded. The sins are compounded
0: generation after
2: generation. And I will make you heavens like iron and your earth like bronze. And your strength shall be spent in vain, for your land shall not yield its increase, and the trees of your land shall not yield their fruit. Then if you are contrary to me and will not listen to me, I will continue striking you sevenfold for your sins. And I will let loose the wild beasts against you which shall breed you and your children and destroy your livestock and make you few in number, so that your roads shall be deserted. And if by this discipline you are not turned to me, but walk contrary to me, then I also will walk contrary to you. And I myself will strike you sevenfold sins. And I will bring a sword upon you that shall execute vengeance for the covenant. And if you gather within your cities, I will send pestilence among you, and you shall be delivered into the
0: hand of the enemy.
2: When I break your supply of bread, ten women shall bake you bread in a single oven and shall go out your bread against my weight. And you shall eat and not be satisfied. But if in spite of this you will not listen to me, but walk contrary to me, then I will walk contrary to you in fury. And I myself will discipline you sevenfold for your sins. You shall eat the flesh of your sons, you shall eat the flesh of your daughters. And I will destroy the high places to cut down the increase altars, incense altars, and cast your dead bodies upon the dead bodies of your idols, and my soul will abhor you. And I myself would devastate the land so that your enemies will settle in it, shall be appalled at it. And I will scatter you among the nations, and I will unseat the sword after you, and your land shall be desolate, and your city shall be a waste. Then the land shall enjoy its Sabbath as long as it lies desolate, while you are not, while you Are in your enemy's land Then the land shall rest And enjoy its Mm Sabbath As long as It lies desolate it shall Have rest and rest That it did not Have on your Sabbath when you were Dwelling in it And as for those of you who are Left I will send sickness into your heart In the land of your enemies the sound of a driven leaf shall put them to fight, and they shall flee as one flees from the sword, and they shall fall when none pursues. They shall stumble over one another, as if to escape a sword through though no, none pursues. And you shall have no power to stand before your enemy. And you shall perish among the nations, and the land of your enemies shall eat you up. And those of you who are left shall not, will shall rot away in your enemies' land because of your iniquity. And also because of the iniquities of your fathers, they shall rot away. But if they confess their iniquities and the iniquity of their fathers in their treachery, that they committed against me, and also in walking contrary to me, so that I walk contrary to them and brought them into the land of their enemies, if them, or if then, their uncircumcised heart is humbled and they make amends for the iniquity, then I will remember my covenant with Jacob. And I will remember my covenant with Isaac And my covenant with Abraham And I will remember the land But the land shall be abandoned By the enjoying its Sabbath Like desolate without them. And they shall make amends for their iniquity Because they spurned my rules And their soul abhorred, abhorred my statutes Yet for all that, when they are in the land of the enemies, I will not spurn them, neither will I abhor them so as to destroy them utterly and break my covenant with them. For I am the Lord their God, but I will for their sake remember the covenant with their forefathers, whom I brought out of the land of Egypt in the sight of the nations, that I might Be their God I am the Lord These Are the statutes and rules And laws that the Lord made Between himself And the people of Israel Through Moses on Mount Sinai So now here we see Well you kind of got a hint That the Black people That have been Brought out of Africa from the slave trade Are the true Israelites Now if you Remember in the beginning I said oh, I was out the Bible and I'm going back to the Bible So now we're going to go back out The Bible because I want to give you some more proof That helps support the Bible that, um, To verify That the Bible is true So Five. here's some Some other facts start, How are we doing on time Okay Five minutes we have five minutes? Mhm. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well, then, this is what, this is going to have to be a series because this is – that was the groundwork to what I'm going to tell you for this particular point. So, um, at this juncture, we're going to have to close that aspect out, and we'll start with that the next time that I, I'm fortunate enough to be on the airwaves. Um, so, in the meantime, um, I would like to say God bless. And um, Brother Dean, if to come and um, offer us a prayer, I guess, after Pastor Cook.
1: Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We just thank you uh, for this wonderful beginning of a series uh, by Pastor Kevin Parks. And at this time, we're going to ask that uh, Pastor Dean come and cover us with a word of prayer, and we will close the program.
3: Pastor Dean. Hallelujah. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, amen to God. We cover the man of God, the speaker on tonight, God. Amen to God that there be no backlash and no retaliation. Amen. And that the people will take heed, amen, to the word tonight, God. Amen. If. Hallelujah, God, hallelujah, giving us a question tonight, God, amen, coming to bishop tonight in the name of Jesus, oh, God, hallelujah, God, oh, God, bless her going in and her coming out, God, hallelujah, Lord, oh, God, oh, God, that this day, God, oh, God, that they hear the sound of your voice, that the people will harden not their heart, we pray this prayer even now, God, hallelujah, not by power nor by might, oh, God, but by your spirit, you move in that house. You move in that home. You move in that situation, realizing where there are two or three. Oh, God, you said you are in the mist. And we speak that right now into the mist, oh, God. Hallelujah right now in your name. Hallelujah what the Bible says, oh, God. Hallelujah. Now unto him that is able. To keep yes, us Lord. from falling, ha, hallelujah, yes, yes, and to yes, present you, this, before the presence of his glory, with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty and dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. And everybody said amen. God bless you. Hallelujah.
1: Amen, 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 God God bless. amen. amen. God, bless God bless you. This has been Bishop Cook, um, your overseer. Of the Spirit Alive Network and the Spirit Alive Ministries I want to thank everyone for listening tonight Um, We invite you to come back for part two Of Pastor Parks um, His series on December the 9th And he will continue all um, With this wonderful series I pray that everyone was taking notes So on behalf of myself Pastor Kevin Parks And Pastor Dean we pray that you continue to have a beautiful and blessed weekend. We pray that you acknowledge, acknowledge Christ in all that you do. And from all of us here at the Spirit Alive Network, it is our fervent prayer that you be ye transformed. Good night, and God bless you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Thank you, men of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God bless you, people to of God. Hallelujah. Glory God to God. Hallelujah. Rest well, my brothers. God bless.
0: God bless.